Hello, everyone. Welcome to a podcast. I don't know what it'll be. We'll figure it out as we as we go along. I have one pint of beer. I have another can ready to go. It may be multiple <laughs> topics. I don't know quite yet. Uh, I am in Columbus, Ohio right now in my parents' house. That's why I'm talking quietly, because they're asleep. And I'm in my dad's office. Joining me is Mike. Mike, how are you doing? You know, Joe, I've been better. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, we got a we got a we got a cat for uh, staring down the coast of Louisiana. You know it oh, is yeah. what it is. Yeah, I forgot about that point. But uh, yeah, I've had I've had a few beers today. Of uh, oh, hey Siri on the watch. I've uh, <laughs> I finished Anne's um, White Claw Surge, and I'm not quite sure what the difference between White Claw Surge and White Claw is. Well, you um, drink the White Claw Surge when the hurricane's coming. Yeah, so it was like blood orange flavor. I thought it was fine. She didn't okay. care she, she didn't care for it. Um, gotcha. But at Halloween Horror Nights, that'll, that'll run you nine dollars. So hey. oh, at least yeah. Ah, uh, so last time, uh, long time no talk, Mike. How are you doing? You know, I'm a little offended, Joe. Um, Why? So I listened to the last podcast. Yes, with, with Dave Doubt, with Mr. David Doubt and and Haston. Haston, and you're like, I haven't enjoyed a podcast this much in I don't know how long. And I'm like, kill Matt. We just <laughs> podcasted together last week with with Michael and Ann. I think, um, I, yeah, you know what? It's times <laughs> like that that I really need to shut up. Um, See, you can insult yeah. Sean because Sean doesn't listen. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. But there's that a, a chance point. that Mike. May listen, <laughs> and then and Mike's and then mother might listen also, and Anne may listen, and then Anne may get no, it, no. There's no. We know Anne's not listening to the podcast, so we can talk about her too. So she's right here right now, so we can't talk about her. She's flipping us off. Okay, that's perfect. The mother, I mean, just, the mother of my children. Just, just like just like giving um just like giving uh Jamie Tart the signal to be an asshole, just flipping us off. <laughs> I should be the best time I ever do. Uh, yes. But 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 I understood. So after I I was initially oh. very upset, and then I took a deep breath and I reflected, and I was like, "Oh, it's because I'm, he's talking to people who haven't been to horror nights before." And it's like a refreshing conversation, and it was different. So I get it, and I forgive you. Well, I I, I, I appreciate the forgiveness. I appreciate the forgiveness. We all make mistakes. Yeah, and we, we can't edit this. We don't have an editor. Sorry. Yeah, we, we don't have an editor. Um, I think that, this, so may, like, this may be a regular show. This might be the Park School Pintcast. This might be Small Batch. Who knows? But um, shit. Mike shot out of a cannon today, so let's go. <laughs> so I think um, one of the reasons why I liked that episode so much was like we were just talking about like a, a larger single concept, such as Disney Genie, mm-hmm. and with people I usually don't talk to. So yeah, I, I, I think that's why from that <laughs> angle. But anyways, it was a lot of fun. It was a good episode. I highly recommend everyone listen to it. It was a very but, good episode. I enjoyed it. I don't know how many X's I listened to it at, but I it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I think I think happens. it was like one and a quarter. I don't know anymore with this freaking um, what is this um, Overcast? Yeah, Overcast. Like I don't know. Like you just I listen to it normal, and it just skips the, the breaks. Well, You're yeah. Good. So yeah, everybody. I'm sure you're having troubles with Apple Podcast app because it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So you got to switch to Overcast. 
it's not great on Apple CarPlay, but we do what we have to do. But you can eliminate pauses, and you can also do it on multiple different types of Xs. So one, one and a yeah. quarter, one and an eighth. Who knows? But I listened to it, and I enjoyed it. Um, I still don't understand what Disney Genie is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anne's very no upset does. about it. She doesn't know what it is. Um, well, we know what Overcast yeah. is. So, like, if you go to the Overcast setting page and you scroll all the way down, it says how much how much time Smart Speed has saved you. Oh, it's incredible. I've, I've had Overcast <laughs> since the day it came out. Because the same guy who wrote it, Marco Arment, um, did Instapaper, which is one of my favorite apps back in the day on the iPhone. And I failed to recall that name. Yes. I Smart Speed has saved me... 795 hours that's terrifying in podcast time this that's that's literally months it's quite terrifying yes also mike stop eating you're kind of this is a klondike bar i, I think yeah. okay well anyways people are being well, annoyed because, power yeah yeah well yeah anyway um mike uh, so besides your klondike bar are you drinking anything else tonight no, I think I think I've had enough today. Um, okay, because I haven't been drinking lately, so oh, so you had, like an outlier. So you had you had three beers and you're done. So, so no, I had I had two this morning, and then mm-hmm. I had yeah. So that's yeah, because I was a little on edge this morning. Um, yeah, understand? Uh, yeah, so I've had a, I've had a lot of IPAs today. Um, That'll happen. But this evening I had um, Planet Juice by Gnarly Barley, and then I had the White Claw Surge. Good. I um, I had a fun time. I had a manic episode followed by an anxiety attack, um, which is always a wonderful time. And I drove out to Columbus because uh, I was planning to be here with my parents. And of course, when you're in Columbus, you drink as one does in Columbus. And I'm having a wonderful who farted rollerblade right now. Um, one of my favorite beers, period. Um. And I just told a bunch of people off online because I'm an engineer and they're not, and they should shut the fuck up. So I think we should just get in the episode, right? <laughs> yes. How dare Universal build safe rides? So, <laughs> so I think um, our bigger discussion should begin with Universal Studios Hollywood's social media account. They tweeted out an incredibly contrived – it wasn't even funny – it wasn't even like well done, just a really contrived, bad, mean tweet, j- joke tweet. And it was along the lines of like, skip the salad, a LA4 is a theme park seven. With, I think that's what the tweet was. And it took me actually a little while to figure out what the hell this tweet was saying, because I had no idea what it was saying. I'm like, like scrolling like at work, I was like, whatever. I was like in the restroom or something. And I was just like, I'm like, what even is this? I have no idea. And then just people started mentioning it. And I started, and like they started describing it. And, and then I started realizing, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> um, it was just a bad tweet on all angles. And basically the implication was, that if you're not good looking because you are fat, 
you would be better looking at the amusement park is kind of what they're getting at. It was very bad. It was very contrived. There's a lot of controversy. Frankly, well-deserved. It was not good. Like, it was punching down. In the terms of comedy, it was punching down. Um, I think all the universal social media accounts after the opening of Velocicoaster have been kind of punching down myself. I don't think it's great look, guys. Um, and uh, everyone freaked out. Maybe right, rightfully so. But, um, Mike, what are your, it's a bad tweet, right? It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even funny, right? Okay. So maybe it's not funny. Maybe we're just looking too much into it, you know, uh, and then we give it a lot of attention. So maybe that's not good either. Who knows? I I don't know. Maybe I'm not qualified to respond to this. Maybe Um, giving it negative attention is what they were looking for. They were looking for any attention kind of thing. I, I don't think they think that much into it. And, you know, maybe that's a problem. But maybe we shouldn't be thinking too much into things. That's the problem, too. I don't know anymore. Things are complicated. Um, social media, it, it's tough. Because this wasn't how life was meant to be, I don't think, to where everything was under a microscope and we analyzed things over and over and over again. Like, back then... Like back in the day, like something would happen and it would be forgotten because you couldn't remember it anymore because it just disappeared. And and now things just kind of live on forever, for better or worse. And it, I don't know, it's part of a larger mm-hmm. discussion. But, you know, comedy or, or whatever is subjective and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And, you know, this is done by maybe some intern and who knows. Um, you know. So actually, do, I, do, I, do, I do, do your thing, people. Yeah, I, I had a tweet. I had a tweet. I, actually, this is not a tweet. This was um in the touring plan Slack because it was brought up, and a lot of been a lot of the touring plans people are like, "Yo, this ain't it," and I agree. And this is what I said um, in so many words. Um, I was rambling because I was thinking about this, and this probably did not help my manic energy at the moment. But here we are. Okay, <clears throat> so here's what it said. I have a rant about this all, but basically you get one account with a singular voice that gets attention, like Wendy's. Then you get copycats that don't have that voice or one person. By that one person, I mean one person who runs the account. And just like the movie Multiplicity, the copies become copies and become buggy. Uh, URR and USH social basically are copies of copies of singular visions Without a guiding principle that get in principle, you get tweets like that. You don't artificially create social media presences like that without royally messing up eventually. And in the end, the joke should be positive and fun. It feels the past few months it's slid into negative and pessimistic. And I also mentioned the um, the NBA experience tweet that they did. Um, I, I forget what it was like airball. Remember that one? It was just like yeah, airball. Well, I, I, I actually wouldn't even call it great because it was still punching down. I think the better, funnier version of that would be Universal tweeting at at Disney saying, hey, we heard you have a court open. Want to invite us over? Want to invite us and SeaWorld over for a game of horse? I think that's a better tweet. I think it's a, a funnier and not punching down tweet. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. They're never going to mention each other by name. 
but I think be vague pot shots. And but but even then, so maybe say, hey, I heard there's a new court open in Orlando. When when's the when are all the theme parks people? When are all the theme park accounts being invited over a horse? Like you get the idea. It's just I I I feel like there needs to be. I think that that the core of my argument is that there needs to be discussion on what the voice and the concept of the account needs to be because it's feel it's feel it's felt directionless for a little while and a little weird. Like okay. when you when, when you get something like Velocicoaster going, like okay, yes, churros denying stuff, you know, like they they were really on a roll doing that. All, I mean, it was like a really cool thing. But like, you can't like then just go from that and go, okay, what's next, and start latching on to everything, and then just doing random stuff like that. And I think, um, and as much, and we've had him on the show before, and I agree with him on this um, to an extent. Is that uh, Defunctland said? What's really sad is that like some intern probably wrote up this tweet and just push it out, but the the. The, the public apology for the tweet will probably have to go through multiple revisions and levels of approval. So like, it, it's just, I think the answer needs to be, don't be necessarily too funny and cute on Twitter because like people aren't coming to you for that. They're coming to you for like park hours and what's open. And are they? And I mean, a I, lot I of people know. are asking about ticket shit. I mean, promote yourself. Yeah, they're they're cool. going to get an answer. They're going to get a. They're going to get a response in the DMs. So I don't know. It's tough, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's you got to decide what you want. Is do you want the engagement on social? Do you want media? the Wendy's account? Do you want the Steakums account? Or you know that do thing? you want the very very safe, very vanilla? Disney social media or well, Disney doesn't even have it, social media. They yeah, fired so, everyone. Right. So insert company social media account here where it's very safe. You're not going to get anything good out of it. So it's tough, right? Either you Mm -hmm. want spontaneity and and maybe a little bit of edginess, or you're going to get the lawyer version. And speaking as a lawyer myself, I don't quite jive with the lawyer version most of the time because it's not fun. And what are we here for? We're here for fun. So it's tough. And I guess you got to take the good with the bad sometimes. I don't know. It's it's a hard discussion, and I kind of lean more on the fact that you know, maybe occasionally they go a little too far, and we just got to people make mistakes. And uh, I think maybe, mm-hmm. I think maybe that's a, a part that's getting lost in society in general is that people are fallible and they make mistakes and they can overcome it. And you know, again, we're talking about a, a corporate social media account that's a little bit different, but. Maybe we got to leave a little room for error so we can have an enjoyable time. I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, more often than not, I enjoy their tweets. I, I find the Horror Nights account infuriating because, <laughs> again, it is directionless and ultimately doesn't make sense a lot of the time. Um, but I, I feel like the main account is pretty fun. You know, I, I don't get up in arms about the NBA tweet. And again, like, yeah, maybe it could be better if you you workshop it a little. But do you want to workshop it or do you want it out 
five minutes after NBA experience closes. I, 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 you know, it's it's tough. Maybe you don't want those things. I mean, like maybe you don't want that hot take necessarily immediately. Maybe you don't want. I, I don't have an answer. Maybe. Well, that's that's somebody who makes a lot more money than us. Um, yeah, that's their call. I, it's it just seems like it's a lot of um, yeah. It's it's there's a lot going on there, and I think that what what it comes back to is like what is the voice like. If you have a vision and a voice and you have one singular person, it's way easier because like when you get Wendy's or you get anyone else, then it becomes like a very easy thing to do. It's natural. But when it becomes artificial, like what Universal's doing, it becomes way harder. And at that point, I'm asking, is it worth it? And I don't have the answer if it's quote unquote worth it because like I'm not approving social media like budgets but like if someone's like, yeah, let's do it, well, you definitely need to get like a vision statement. You need to get some like guidance. You need to get, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because like otherwise you're gonna end up with too edge like quote unquote too edgy like this was. So. so So I think we have our answer. This is their mission statement. This is their message. They're okay with this. And until it causes too big of a problem, you're gonna keep getting stuff like this. For better or worse. Or maybe they I should. Mean, I, I mean, I think, find I think a better they've, shown, one. they've shown they've shown a pattern. They've shown a, you know this is who they are. This is what they do, and for now, this is how it's going to be until it affects the bottom line. I guess. I or think they go the, too far. So I really do think the 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 Ray lightsaber WDI tweet followed by them with the churro. And then all of the Star Wars, all of the the, the Velocity Coaster stuff is is top tier stuff. Like you don't do that without like some actually some really good humility about what you offer and mm-hmm. a bunch of comedy and understanding of like what the competition is. Like they're not talking down to Disney when they go with, with that churro thing. They're just kind of like having fun because that's what they do. I just don't think the air ball or that last, you know, Universal Studios Hollywood tweet is fun. And I think that's mm. the problem. So anyway, that's my last take on that. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to get trouble. I don't want to get dragged. But like, you know, maybe they in that person's mind, it, it wasn't as bad as it came out or as it could be interpreted. You, you know, it's you never know. And, and, that, and that's maybe that's the point where you need a more you know maybe you need to workshop it and have a slightly more diverse group of people like saying like hey no that's not it I you know or like just shooting yeah. down ideas like it, it doesn't need to be a thing where it needs to be like a two week yeah. process but like <laughs> a lot of my tweets die in the draft folder <laughs> that's just. <laughs> yeah, we all they, they should be. I mean, that's a thing. Maybe that's the thing that Universal needs to learn. Is like, and, and let, that's that's the thing that die. comes with that's the thing that comes with age and and growth and and consequences and reactions and yeah, you know, maybe that that'll happen to them. But you know, anyway, talk. I, 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 you know, I, you know, it's like I don't know, I don't know. So yeah, we'll move on from that. Talking about things that can draw die in the uh, draft folder. Um. I opened my tweet bot on my Mac today, and guess oh, how many boy. at mentions I have listed on my tweet bot? Um, I don't know. I went, to, I went thir- yeah, 233. 
233 parts of account, which I don't do very often, and to t- to see um, that particular reaction, and then I was like, oh, I'm not reading all these. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It, it, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. So. So um, there's like a I, um, I I want to make sure I get this right um because this oh, is. Um, uh, I don't want to deal with any of this. Okay. Okay, well, uh, it's not then. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, no, no, no hold on. I, I want to make sure I get the actual information down right. By the way, the uh, the new Gorillas EP is really good, y'all. Jimmy Jimmy is a wonderful song. Um. It's really, really catchy. Highly recommend it. Um, what was it? Oh yes, Matthew Sereno uh, said Universal ride seat ride seats are fat phobic. Many of their oh, no. team members are trained to point you out in line if they deem you too fat, and not sure from someone on the social media team is fat phobic too. I love Universal, but they have a lot to work to do in the body inclusivity department. Okay, so we gotta talk about this because I feel like this is um, uh, this is a dumb tweet. So let, let's 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 break it down. First of all, the end statement: social media bad tweet. It's a bad tweet. Bad tweet. Bad tweet. Bad tweet. There's other two other topics. We gotta talk about team members asking for people to try out test seats. Okay, sure, that's fine. Then we then we need to talk about Universal's design decisions for rides. Slash, so see that's how you can massage. That's how you can massage wording it and situations to fit your agenda. So yeah, team members are taught to make sure you can fit in the ride vehicle safely. Yes, but you can twist that to say they're looking for fat people to shame, and you know, from points of view, both are true. But the reality is, no, it's just a poor minimum wage person who's doing their best to make sure you have a great day and is making sure you fit on the ride safely. There's no agenda there. There's no maliciousness. Come on. Give him a break. Person. Yeah. Um, so th- there are multiple. Um, Okay, so we're gonna, I'm going to word this very specifically. There are multiple test seats in the Universal attractions that include a red light and a green light. So you test out the ride seats outside of the attraction, and, and some of the attractions before you board, some, not all, have another ride seat. Uh, the one that I know of off the top of my head is, is, is Hagrid. Um, there's one outside, there's one inside also. And if you get a red light... You can't ride. Um, Gringotts has one outside. Um, they all, most of them have one inside. All of them have one outside at least. Um, uh, Mike, do you know how many ride test seats Flight of Passage has? I, I believe, I'm only going to Flight of Passage once. <laughs> I believe the answer to that is none. Um, that is a highly restrictive ride at Walt Disney World, very similar to Universal Ride, and they have none. So my question is, 
what, what is fat phobic? <laughs> and I think the answer to that is anything that is like not appreciative of various people's body sizes, which as someone who understands that, like, yo, you go through like stuff, like there's people who have had surgeries, um, like currently on, uh, drag race, all star six, uh, ginger minge from Orlando, Florida represent, uh, uh, she used to be a very skinny, um, when she, when she was younger, very skinny boy. And basically, had to like had this bowel obstruction and when they did surgery on her, like she just gained a bunch of weight, couldn't control it. You know, it happens. Um, for a lot of people when they're on medication, they gain weight. Um, it, 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 it's, you know, it's not necessarily something where, you know, they're just eating a lot of food. It's like, there's medical reasons for it. Um, and every single time I've seen universal deal with someone with, who could maybe not fit in the ride vehicle, they want to check them beforehand. Not just because they want to make sure they're, you know, not waiting in, in a hour, hour and a half line, only be turned away, because that's bad guest satisfaction. Um, you know, it, it slowdowns operations. It's, it, it's, it's a whole big thing. Like, you know, hey, would you mind trying this out? You know, boom, okay, we read, can't ride. Well, ma'am, sir, whomever, you can go inside, you know, go with your party and just like stand out, you know, like go to the family area and wait for them afterwards. Um, so that's kind of my thing on that angle. Um, and I've, I think blaming cast members is terrible for it. And I think it's just a, um, that's the last person you should be blaming. And I'm, I'm going to, let's be clear. I'll call Matt out on this tweet also and just say, I think Universal is doing a better job at this in Disney because if Disney's letting a, uh, someone too large to ride, wait two, three hours for a ride and then just kick mm-hmm. them out. That seems a little more fat phobic and worse than what Universal's doing, but you know, it doesn't sound. Yeah. I think it'd be more traumatizing to actually be, on the ride vehicle itself and being denied in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that might be worse, but again, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. So the next one, um, um, the next one is, uh, the ride vehicles. They're too confined. Um, okay. so there's a known policy with universal for containment. It's a hundred percent containment is what I've been told it is. And then, <laughs> Basically what it is, is what it sounds like. you like, you can't get out at all. And it's designed for, it, it's basically designed to hit, like, I think I would willing to bet. I don't, don't quote me on this, but based on my um, human factors knowledge, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that it's designed to fit probably the 95th percentiles of whatever the height range they're looking at. So if you're looking at getting kids as small as, you know, I don't know, 40 inches, probably the 95, 95th percentile of, of you know, that, that age range, and then the 95th percentile for all adults. So that then gives you, you know, a good wiggle room to get most guests into this ride vehicle. And the idea behind no uh, 100% containment is that 
you can't get out of the ride vehicle if you tried. So the idea behind this is that like if there's a lap bar, you can get out of a lap bar, you know, pretty easy. Like the Winnie the Pooh lap bar is kind of a joke, right, Mike? Like it yeah. comes down and it's like five inches above you, and you're like, what is it? What what's even going on? That thing. Universal's like, we don't want you getting out, period. And shifted east. So it's interesting to see, and I've texted this to people, and I've wanted to mention this, but it's very interesting to see from the same breath people yell about the lady jumping out of the living with the land vehicle to grab a cucumber, immediately criticize Universal for having a 100% containment pet, um, policy. Because you don't get one situation without the other. And my question then becomes, at what point does your, does Disney have a massive issue with with Ryan containment and people getting injured, hurt, or killed on their rides, which then will involve massive shutdowns and repairs and reconfigurations of all their rides, all their legacy rides, because they don't have containment. And that's not fat phobic. That is basically because this is the society we live in right now. And I don't have the answer to this because I don't get paid well enough. I don't work for these companies and I don't give a shit what Disney or Universal whatever does because like I'm not paid by any of them. I just go and ride these rides, you know? So but the best the best example I have is Dueling Dragons operated for a long time just fine. And all it took was one dickweed to throw something while on the ride vehicle and hurt somebody. And then it happened multiple times toward the fact where they had to institute metal detectors on every other ride. And and it's, you know, it's I think it happened a few other times. And so once it happens, then other morons decide they're going to replicate it. So we already have somebody getting off of living with the land. Sean said there's been multiple problems at Spaceship Birth. Once it happens and it gets out on social media and other idiots want to replicate, then yeah, it's going to become a widespread problem. And somebody will ultimately get hurt. But here's the thing, Mike. Why you, – like you mentioned multiple people have gotten off Spaceship Earth. Why is that video at the beginning of the ride saying that the ride vehicle turns around backwards? It's because in the mid-2000s, Somebody was passing a child between the two ride vehicles as they were about to turn backwards and drop the kid right in the ride tracks. Hmm. So I have a question. I have a question to every single person who's saying this is fat phobic and whatever. How many children have to get injured? How many people have to get injured or die to allow you to ride these rides without any restrictions? How many? Is it three a year, four a year, three or four a decade? I don't know the answer. I, I'm not. I'm not the actuary. I'm not the insurance adjuster for this. But, like, I couldn't answer that. That's really fucking hard. It's a really hard answer to a really hard question to answer. 
And I don't blame Universal for going no one. I don't blame them for saying zero. And I'm just wondering when the next accident will happen. When's the next time someone's going to jump out of a ride vehicle that's like unattended and get struck or hit or whatever. And, and the answer, and, and then them being like, well, but like everyone can ride it. Yeah. Well, and now someone's dead. Imagine being the person to make that decision. I can't, I, I can't, I couldn't live if I was that person, but Hey, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Mike, do you want to break this up a little bit, or are you you dealing with something right now? I'm taking with you. You're dealing with something right now, so. All right, I can't. So I'm having trouble with uh, Skype tonight, trying to decipher oh, when okay. is mute and when is unmute. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I I don't have the answer to this. Like. Yeah, well, that's why other people get paid a lot more than we do, and went to better schools and all other stuff. So yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 kind of in a weird way. It's the um. Self-driving car problem. You have an out-of-control vehicle that'll kill two people in the car, and then you have two people walking on the sidewalk that if you run them over and stop the car, you'll save the two people in the vehicle. What's your decision? Welcome welcome to Complex Problems. And I don't have the answer, but uh, you don't build new rides with the kind of things that people are expecting without restrictions. And I would be very surprised if Tron opens with the sort of, with the sort of expectations people are expecting or guardians of the galaxy or a lot of new thrill rides from Disney with the sort of, you know, like, Hey, you may not be able to ride because guess what? It's already happened. Because, and just because Disney has a lot of attractions that are based on technology that are, and and I'm not making this up, 40 to 50 years old, doesn't mean they care about fat people or that they want to accommodate them. It's just convenient. And I think that's a bigger question in this discussion. Like, I think we should be talking about how do we accommodate people of larger sizes on these attractions? I think that's wonderful. I think we should always be talking about this. But in the root cause analysis that you want to be doing, Universal's fat phobic is not, you know, like that the answer to that five why you're looking for. So But but I think I, I don't mean I might be hallucinating this, but don't they ultimately eventually add in vehicles that could accommodate certain people's? I I I feel like this is a thing. Like didn't they like add it so? to like, didn't they? Like, I know there's a special bench for Forbidden Journey. Um, well, so it wasn't a special there's bench. like a special, there's a special train for Hulk. Like, right? Aren't there special seats and stuff? So Hulk is in a special train. It's always been there. It's a special row of seats that have additional seat belts on them. So basically, right. it's a double, it's a double uh, fail safe okay. uh, of seat belts for Hulk, and and it's actually available on a lot of B and M's. Like a lot of B and M's have. Um, larger, larger, larger seats for people. So, like, mm-hmm. it would be, like if you would go to a bush car, a bush park, or something, you'd it'd be like rows like six and eight or something like that. You know, 
would be like, here's the larger seats, you know, here, you know, sit here, sit here. Um, Forbidden Journey, I think they said you have to sit in the middle, right? Mm. Or something. It was a weird thing. That, that, that was a weird, that's one of the design, design yeah, decisions I- where I can definitely blame Universal more because of ha- what, like the, like the actual KUKA arms are. So, mm-hmm. um, but like, yeah, I I don't I don't have the answer. Maybe you replace every Hagrid ride vehicle with regular seats in the back. I I don't know. I don't have the answer. Maybe maybe there is an answer. Maybe there is no answer. I don't know. But I, I, it, it, it's complicated. It's really complicated, mm-hmm. and it's not an easy problem. And I think just saying Universal's fat phobic is being really pedantic and really shallow with an overall problem that is plugging the industry because like, Hey, it, it, we, people want more intense rides and it, it you got to make them safe, especially with the insurance requirements. Yeah. The insurance mm-hmm. is what gets you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what else to say, man. So, Joe, are you going to Horror Nights next weekend? I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights next weekend, man. I How am... does that feel? That that must be incredible. That must be an incredible feeling. It feels really weird. Um, so, <laughs> at, at at one hand, it's like I need a vacation, like just just everything going on right now, and just being like, God, I just need to like. Fuck, just do something. But also, like, Florida's numbers of cases and everything is really bad right now, and it sucks. And looking at the Labor Day pricing <laughs> is uh, interesting, to say the least. Um, I think they have, like, barely any hotel rooms left, if any. Um, I got to look this up because it's too good. Um, well, I'm, I'm, say- what I'm saying that 90- when it's Labor Day weekend and also the first weekend of Halloween Horror Nights, they, you know, yeah. this is yeah, what they yeah. wanted. <laughs> Yeah, so the um, the uh, I'm think I'm staying at um, Dockside for like 94 night. I booked that a while ago. You're basically actually, stealing from them. It's you're stealing. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's a it's, it's a really, it's, it's a really yeah. good rate. It's a really really good rate. <laughs> um, right now, there's only one hotel room available that the, the nights I'm staying, and it's four hundred and seventy dollars at Portofino Bay. <clears throat> Also theft. Yes. But but for multiple people with Express Pass, not that long. Um, I, I, Yeah, so my statement could be taken two ways. Again, we're going back to that point where you could read it two different ways. Compared to Disney prices, Fortifino's, you're, you're stealing from Universal. But yeah, compared to Universal prices, you're stealing from you. But yes, yeah. Express Pass makes it somewhat more palatable and but yeah 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 again yeah <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm i'm super excited i'm doing that i'm doing dockside on the that opening weekend and then when we go down um i'm staying at aventure for the first time i've never been i'm excited it's very loud and, and very trendy and yes uh, question, question i've mark. had the rooms question marks yeah i'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna be like i'm gonna be like okay i went there I was there. 
and now I don't have to be there. there. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, this will be my second time staying at Dockside, probably my third time. Like, second time at Dockside, I've stayed at, like, Surfside, like, three times or something crazy like that. So, wow. like, yeah, I love those resorts. But but nobody um, can stay there more than Super Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> the king of seems, Dockside and uh, Surfside. It is kind of ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. It's like, kind of like crazy. Chuck was the mayor of Misner's. Uh, we know how Junior <laughs> is the uh, emperor of the uh, Wet and Wild resorts. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm when, you, when you go there next weekend, Joe, just like I want the Super Weenie Head Suite, please. I'm like, no, sorry, yeah. it's booked. Sorry, he's he's actually here. Yeah, he just walks by. Sorry, Joe, my bad. <laughs> With a hot dog across his face. Yeah, <laughs> or he forgets to add it. Whatever, it's all good. <laughs> What what are rules? What is consistency? I don't know. <laughs> My God, what is our brand identity? Oh, got me. <laughs> we love you, Weenie Hut Junior. <laughs> Bring back your podcast. <sighs> <laughs> so, you want to talk about some Horror Nights food? What do you want to do? Tribute store Horror Nights. Horror food? Nights, man. Yeah, so the tribute store is interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. It's uh. Very well done, but it's it's very cohesive and and one singular overarching theme as opposed Vision. to what recently has been different rooms. Yeah, and, I, and yeah. I, yeah. So within this house, I mean, it's like it's a literal house, and it has different rooms in the house, but it's all very aesthetically the same. There's like a there's I mean, like a parlor. There's a living yeah. room. There's a, a uh, garden, yeah, area, cool. the hallway of misfit loggers. There is literally no reference to Lady Luck, <laughs> yeah. well, but they did add in the bear. They did add in bear. I think that's important. <laughs> yeah, so so they corrected their issue with with the with not having chance involved last year in the icons room, but then this year they just. So Lady Luck who? We don't know her. Yeah, well, she'll be in the house, so it's okay. Correct, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, Bloody Mary question mark? I, I, I we'll have to see. I don't know. I'll let you know. She, she's involved in the game, presumably. They have broken mirrors in a lot of places. I could totally um, see her being involved in the game. Yeah, I'm going to ask people well, about this. Well, not Bloody Mary, but Mary Agana. Whatever. It, whatever. Don't don't add us. Um, that dude's lawyers. Yeah. It's fine. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. You bought the IP to an urban legend. Congratulations, guy. Yeah. You ruined it for everyone. Congrats. <laughs> exactly. So, big man. Um, clap, clap, clap. You did it. Let's talk some tribute store because I don't want to talk about lawyers anymore, um, uh, or not even tribute store. Let's talk about food. Um, <sighs> tribute store has the usual like cakes and cupcakes and gummy, and gummies that they make move in ways that I don't care about because gummies I think are kind of disgusting in a weird way. Do you um, keep kosher, Joe? No, I don't. <laughs> Um, I just don't like. Here's your giant gummy that has like been, like, up, we've applied air pressure to for like several minutes for several hours. I'm like, I'm good. Um, 
Jack curious plays... about it though. Oh, because you know, but yeah. Okay. So there's. Like, I wonder how play. it works, but I think maybe you just kind of described it, and I still don't quite understand it. But that's fine. You just blow air on it, like the gummy yeah. se- creates a seal on the surface. And you blow a little air over it; it kind of just makes just enough movement. Wow, physics. Yeah, I know, right? How do magnets? How do they work? I don't know. <laughs> Jack's place in Carnival Courtyard has bad. I, I, I need. Uh, I need Jack Kent to to. Or right, Roy Kent to describe uh, physics to me. I need him to teach me physics. Roy Kent. Oi. You blow air over it and it effing moves. Oi. Fuck. You got air. It's sticky. Fuck. I don't know. Um, jet, uh, the Jack Donut slider is beef patties with bacon jam and American cheese on the perfect place donuts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Have you seen the latest episode of Ted Lasso? No. No, yeah. So you should watch uh, um, it because it was written by the guy who plays. Okay. Arkin. Cool. So it's really good. Really he's good. He's there. Yeah. He's there. He's every effing where Roy Kent. He's Roy Kent. Yeah, exactly. Correct. We stand. They uh, they decided to tell Jamie Turt that he needs to like stop <laughs> being a team player. <laughs> and, and and Roy Kent's like, well, sh-, he's like. And, and we'll tell you when you need to. And he's like, okay. And how will I know? He's like, you'll know. And I don't want to exploit. I don't want to spoil how they know. But he knows when. Trust me, they know. Good beer. Anyways, uh, Doctor Panetti's uh, conf- confetti battered Oreos. So deep fried Oreos. We, we love Joe fumbling over pronunciations. It's, it's yeah. what we're here yeah. for. It's what I do. Um, there's the, the uh, fried peanut butter and jelly, uh, deep fried Twinkies, some uh, Jack's old fashioned Jack and Coke. Yeah. So the PB and J thing is like an is like a is a throwback. Yes, it is to a to a to a thing. 20, People are all up in arms because it's twenty three or twenty two, twenty three or twenty two or something like that. Who knows. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And then there's the uh, Carnivore smoked wings. Jesus Christ. That's just yeah, so, so there's a lot going on with that drink, right? That, that drink's a lot. The drink's a lot because it's um, a Jack it's, and Coke. It's two and competing drinks. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't yeah. know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I'll let um, Fiend so Park I'll let Fiend Park drink with one. these drinks for sure. More often than not, they include allspice, which is a lot, and then they have yeah. the dehydrated blood orange. I must have done a good deal on that, and that and allspice. Yeah. Um, so Kidzone Pizza Company has the usual pizza yeah. fries and s'more fries, but and frosty fries. They have frosty fries. Uh, that they seems have... too much for me. <laughs> I draw the line. But it's literally French fries with frosty. Stop! 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 Now it. Here's the, stop it! Now here's we're too, now here's we're too old for this, Joe. We're too old for this now. We can't do it. But here's the thing: it doesn't work anymore. Soft serve is not frosty. Mm. So like you can maybe trying to go for it, but I don't think it's gonna work because like a frosty is something like way more icy and like lighter. Then soft okay. serve, so I don't see them. I don't see it working as well. Like I, I like the concept, 
they're going for. Like, hey, everyone dips their, like, spicy nugs and Wendy's fries in the Frosty. But it just seems like the Frosty is not there. You know like, what's frightening, Joe? Hmm. I may not have had a Frosty in 20 years. Mike, that is terrifying. What is happening? <laughs> Got me. <laughs> 20 years. I was 14 years old. I mean, that's that's reasonable. That would have been the last time I had a Frosty, but that's 20 years ago. Yeah. I married a girl today who was born in 2001. And I was like, oh, I was in high school in 2001. Oh, yes, for the we listeners were. who don't know, I'm, I'm a wedding officiant. So, yes, when I say I married a, a girl from 2001, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He he literally married her to someone else. He's not getting he, married He was born too. in 98, if that makes it any better. Uh, no. I look at Whatever. that, I'm like, 9-11 was in 2001. I was a freshman in high school. This is crazy. What is happening? You're too young to be married, yep. getting married. Yep. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Just imagine when yeah. all the kids were like, oh, you were born after COVID. Oh, no. Because <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, and then we, we were there for the second Iraq war, and then like now it's going to be the second Afghanistan war. It's a whole thing. It, you know, time is a circle, a never-ending circle of pain. Yep. <sighs> but yeah, I've been to see it 20 years. Have a goddamn Frosty, Mike. Just go in, just order the small Frosty with a small fry and dip the fries in and just eat them and just be like, yes. Just let and, the and delicious then, And then wake up at 3 a.m. and sweats and pain and have a little sleep for the rest of the night because I dare to eat Frosty with a French fry. I, I'm asking for small. I'm not, not telling you to get a large here, sir. Just small. Um, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy themed kiosk ad. Bourbon candied pork belly. Uh, okay, beer, so my, my, I, I've had limited experience with okay. pork belly, and I'm, I'm not very excited at the prospect, but maybe it's better mm-hmm. than what I cooked up that one time. Okay. Um, uh, we, yeah. they, have, they have several beer float options. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, I, I take umbrage with that also. I, I'm not sure how I feel about a beer float. It's probably good. I just can't wrap my head around it. I'm not a fan of beer floats. Um, I, I don't like mixing sweet with beer. Uh, it's a hang up, but I think if you did it with a stout, maybe it does work. So, what do I know? I'm sure. It's they, yeah, they have a cider. They have a cider. They have a stout. Ah, ciders. Options. So, no, this is a blood orange cider. With, with I think Keep, keeping up with the theme. Yeah, exactly. Um, they have a Monte Cristo waffle stick. So, I'm so glad you have this list up, Joe, because I was worried we wouldn't have a list and. We saved the, the day with having the list up. We had the list. We had the list. The Monte Cristo waffle stick actually sounds really good. So it's a Monte Cristo on a stick. I don't know. I don't know waffle. what that means. I apologize. Basically, apologize ham, ham, ham and cheese. Okay, I was right then. Okay. In the waffle, you fry it. Then you put some powdered sugar and a little bit of jam on top. You're good to go. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, not for me. Scrolling up. Twisted tater. And okay, we are so moving on. <laughs> I, no, I yes. think I think I think I might give the uh, the Frankenweenie a try or whatever. The one that the hot dog that's wrapped with the twisted tater. Yeah. Again, we're too old to be eating that, but the, the twisted Frank is what it's called. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm, I'm curious about it, and it was there last year. I just yes. didn't do it. Yep. But I'm curious. Although, 
Although I gotta say the uh, the ghoul juice sounds pretty good. Does it have allspice in it? <laughs> of course it does. I hope it doesn't have too much allspice because it goes a long way, a little bit. Maybe that's why they're putting it in everything. So, so here's the problem. So when uh, Strongwater opened, I think they sent out the, one of the recipes in the AP newsletter, and I went and bought allspice for that one particular drink, and it, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what's scarred me from allspice all this time. Um, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. Totally fair. So, yeah. Like so the one time not- I switched gin, but I love gin now, so here we are. Gin's great. Gin's wonderful. Um, the Universal Studios Monsters Classic Cafe. <sighs> Classic Monsters Cafe, not Monsters Classic mm. Cafe. Sorry. They got Nothing the, uh, excited me, but there's some interesting offerings yeah. that just didn't excite me. Yeah, so they got the Flamin' Cushion, which is the uh, flatbread top really, with really uh, prime fresh, friache, uh, onions, and smoked bacon. So you got the Maltagirchen, which is the German dumplings served with vegan meat. The, the Regan Blockchen, which is potato Joel, pancakes. Joel, are you okay? Do I need to no. an ambulance or something? Are you fine? <laughs> are you I, need out? I need an exorcist. <laughs> Uh, potato pancakes with applesauce. The Bride of Frankenstein Swirl, which is black sesame and white swirl ice cream, served in a black waffle cone. There you go. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. There it and is. And the Monochrome Monster, which is a raspberry mocha iced coffee with vanilla ice cream for all of us people who need a little, little pick-me-up at night. Um, Wicked Growth, Rum of the Pumpkin kiosk as the bog slime mike you me we're gonna get some bog slime so gin gin I, lime I don't, juice i don't and know what's made matcha yeah what, is, cardamons. yeah what is that uh i don't know what matcha cardamom and and was very disgusted by the prospect of it so i'm a little prejudiced against it right now because i don't i'll try it out in, in a week i'll try it out and i'll tell you how it is how's that sound what, what flavor in? Earthy flavor. Okay, well, that goes with gin. Right? Gin's and then the lime fish. juice. Okay. It. Okay, Anne's wrong. Don't listen to Anne's opinions. Okay. Um, <laughs> then there's the uh, goiza, which is the spicy ground turkey and butternut squash filled dumplings. Goiza, always good. Um, okay, then you got sure. the pumpkin. Then you got the pumpkin guts. This is the one I'm actually very excited about: zucchini and squash ring, ring. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so, so originally was zucchini and squash noodles. Yeah, and that's what's depicted in the picture. Yes, with toasted hazelnuts and pumpkin seeds. Now it's zucchini and squash ring. Yeah, so easier I, to make. I, I have questions now. I have. I have a lot of questions. Easier to prepare. Uh, you just core out all the vegetables and then you just mandolin them down. So you get the rings, reduce them in whatever you need to do, and then you just mm-hmm. pick them out. Yeah. Yeah, that works. And then they also have a uh, uh, dulce pumpkin seed churro. Sounds pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Anyways, around the rest of the park. They have beer and wine with an asterisk. Um, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre, 
Uh, they have the uh, various uh, meat options. So they have the uh, Texas Texas Heat Margarita, which is the spicy is... margarita with a chili lime spice rim. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, they have the roasted lamb split spit, uh, which I think is with Coca- – it's all this is Coca-Cola marinated, which is wonderful. Yeah, it's a Coca-Cola-themed uh, tent. Mm-hmm. The Grandma's Skeleton Tray, which is vegan, all vegan options, same thing. Um, and then there's some, oh, the Severed Body Rib Bones, which is uh, sliced sticky ribs with barbecue sauce, same place. Um, there's another like stand that has like a bunch of like grilled cheese options. So they have a jalapeno bacon grilled cheese. Yeah, that's uh, Hill House, right? Yeah, Hill House, yeah. Um, they have a they have a bunch that's of that's my favorite cheeses. that's my favorite one I think they have a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Looks really really good. City Walk has some good stuff also, as always. Blue donuts. Get the bread of Frankenstein marble cake dipped in chocolate and vanilla icing. Yes. Dracula's kissed yeast donut made and just sugar for Sean. Cherry filling. Mm-hmm. And of course. If you need to eat during the, the the regular event, you got Finnegan's, Louis, Mel's, Zion, Richter's, and and then literally say Mel, Mel's Zion. So awesome, Richter's and Today Cafe. I don't know if that means that Simpsons is, is or is not open. What? Or or if you know Dykin Alley is not or is it not open? But what? Just, just saying. What? I was, it, it, hey, look, I can understand why they couldn't say those things are open because of licensing reasons. Yeah. But like, hey, man, that would suck if those things were not open. Just Bruh, saying. if Fast Food Blue Bar's not open, that's a major problem. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a problem. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see. Um. But Today Cafe is really good. I really like Today Cafe. Yeah. And listen, all these individual food booths have incredible offerings. So, mm-hmm. But it is nice to go sit inside Fats Boulevard and get some air conditioning and some water and take a breath. And just hear that loop on repeat. Yeah. Good times, good times. So, so Mike, anything else you want to talk about? So, I'm I'm curious about the Blinky Cups. Are they going to be the icons? What's it going to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, we still don't know about the shows. <laughs> a week out, which is incredible. Big question marks. Um, we've been able to get a little bit of detail about the Nightmare Fuel one, but very sparingly. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. That's been so tight-lipped. Um, they announced today at the Sentinel they're doing the plexiglass, which is controversial. The vinyl. I, I did like um, our friend Clive brought up on the the forum that like you know hey Sentinel, why don't you do a follow up question like so you say this is for safety but studies show it's not safe like that's how journalists used to be and that that was a good point he brought up I feel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't just don't just be a, a mouthpiece for a press release. Like, go at them a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, in a respectful way. But again, 
we've kind of gotten away from actual hard hitting journalism. <clears throat> and I guess if you're on the theme park beat, you, if you're on the theme park beat, I guess you uh, just kind of give up. Um, I think like the last one that was like a hard hitting one was like Jason Garcia was like very involved with like Universal getting tax breaks. He was very upset about that. Um, and, and so whenever I get, get whenever I get on my phone, like I see like a hundred new tweets, I'm like, oh, Jason Garcia is talking about tax breaks again. <laughs> As he should be. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Mike? Because, uh, I mean, apparently, plexiglass is actually bad. <laughs> so, here we are. Uh, I think it's neat. I mean, I guess no matter whatever, but like the, the New Orleans Saints, to go to the game, you have to have proof vaccination or a, a specific negative test. And if you go there and you're not vaccinated, they have like a vaccination station where you can get vaccinated, which I think is a good idea. Mm hmm. Um, you know, maybe that's how you would get more people vaccinated. I don't know. I'm ready for this to all be over, and it's very disheartening to be back where we were. At least this time we have a vaccine, but it's like, it's just an, I don't want my son to grow up in a world where he sees people with masks all the time. It's it's upsetting. Well, I think the important thing is to remember that the flu of 1918 really ended by the end of 1920. Like, you get you get you do really get to a point with a lot of people being exposed, and mm-hmm. that's how these things become endemic. This is how this is kind of treated now. And you got a vaccine, and we can all take it, and we can help things out and make things better, and you know get our antibodies you know built up so it doesn't. So when it comes back again, it's not as bad. But, like, it's not a thing where I'm worrying about this in 2023 at all. And I'm not worried about it now, but it, it affects my life still. So um, it's affecting... not a thing where I don't think it's affecting anyone in, like, 2023, yeah. 2024. Like, you're, you're getting it. And you need a vaccine. And the main point is, like, don't overrun the hospitals, which is, like... yeah. Which everyone's doing right now, or they're like shoving horse serum up their butts, or whatever they're doing right now. So, like, that's the situation. So, yeah, but I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second because it, mm-hmm. it upsets me. Um, the girl I went to prom with, um, her and her husband just had their their baby, and they worked so hard for this child, and I think they thought that maybe it was never gonna happen. And they finally had this baby is during all this crap. And I can sympathize because I dealt with this last year. And so did Sean and, and Lane. And when you bring a baby into this world, it's a joyous occasion where your friends and family come to the hospital and visit you and, and to meet your child that you brought into this world. And we've been robbed from, from that. And I, I know a lot of people have been robbed from things that, that normal and people have lost their lives and then their jobs mm-hmm. and all these other horrible things. This is an example mm-hmm. that hits home to me. And especially somebody who's trying to bring another child to this world right now where my parents couldn't come to the hospital. And I was afraid that I wouldn't be allowed at the hospital. Mm-hmm. 
people need to get vaccinated and get this thing over with so we can get back to normal and get back to normal life. And people can experience joy in the way we used to experience it. And Mm -hmm. a grandchild shouldn't see their grandparents for the first time through a window or with a mask on. And, you know, when your loved one goes to the hospital, you should be able to go visit them. A friend of ours last week got kicked out with his wife. This is uncalled for. This needs to end. So, you know, a year ago, we didn't have this option where you can go get a vaccine. So maybe I cut you a little slack with the hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. But now we actually have a proven thing that can prevent you from getting this disease, that can maybe prevent you from spreading it a little bit, or at least lessen your symptoms to where we can get back to a normal society. People can go back to work. They can see their loved ones. They can see their children, their grandchildren, and celebrate life moments with them and get back to normal. So, yeah, I'm a little emotional right now. You know, this brought up a lot of bad memories for me where my grand, my child couldn't see his grandfather. You know, he only has one, and he couldn't see him for weeks because of this disease last year. And, you know, to see that child brought into this world last week, which is a beautiful moment, that they, it was a miracle that they never thought would happen. And today I saw on Facebook that he, he met his grandparents and they had masks on. And it's, it's, it's very sad. And, you know, we gotta, we gotta do what we can as, 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 as a society to, to end this. And this is coming from a conservative male. You need to get vaccinated people so we can get back to life and people can get back to normal. And this can't keep going on like this. And that's that. From a conservative white straight male in the yeah. South. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I fully understand. Like, yes, 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 yeah. exactly. I appreciate that, and like, breaks my heart, man. Breaks my heart. I mean, you know, uh, we've we've all been through a lot of shit this past year. Yeah, and past sixteen months. I didn't see my parents for a long time, and it's not like anything's getting better right there on my front. On that, you know what's going on. I don't yeah. necessarily. Want, I don't want to say what what's going on, but you know what's going on. So we've we've yeah. we, there's a there's a lot. So I, I I think the important thing. So um uh, before we end the end the podcast, uh, I think this will be a regular podcast. We're going on for an hour and seven minutes already. Um, is uh, uh, AOC on Twitter? Um, I know this is your conservative or anything, but like, she was like, "Okay, so what you want to really do if you want to start talking about like, hey, getting a vaccine is like, empathize with their opinions. Like, if they are worried about whatever, like, was this rushed? Was this whatever? Whatever? Whatever?" empathize with this and saying like, Hey, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. That makes sense. You know, like, you know, we're all worried about this and, you know, let's discuss it. Then come out with a little bit of information. And it's like, Hey, you know, like this is where I then started finding my information and why I started doing this. And then, then start providing your own experiences 
like, you know, oh, this, that's, oh, I hit this stupid desk with all these things. Um, you know, like, hey, um, you know, I was worried about the vaccine being developed too quickly, but then I realized, you know, the MRAs, the mRNA vaccine was, you know, has been in development for a decade now after, you know, researching this and like, I got, you know, the Moderna, the Pfizer, whatever. Um, and, you know, the first one was fine. The second one, I felt a little shitty for eight hours. And then I was perfectly fine. And it's about, you know, I think uh, from all political spectrums, you know, there's, you know, a bunch of wanting to immediately shoot from the hip and all that stuff. And it'll feel real satisfying, but nothing will get done. So my suggestion to everyone is like, you know, Listen, empathize, provide your own opinion and your thoughts and your own experience and work on it. And and talk to your primary care doctor. Yes, exactly. So when you say you can do your own research, that's who you do your research with. Go talk to the people you trust with your health on a day-to-day basis to, to do your mammogram, to do your, your testing, to do your blood work. Go talk to those people to get your research done and see what they say. Make sure it's safe for you and, and what the risks are. Talk to them and be informed by them and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As so the my, great LeVar Burton would used to say, don't take my word for it. And then he would yeah. shoot to a video with people more qualified to talk about it. Exactly. Than two idiots on a podcast. <laughs> Hey, I'm a smart one, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I, I know what's going on. So, <laughs> so Mike, where can people not find you at? Uh, they can not find me at Super Leanie Hut Junior Stan. Sounds good. Uh, you can find me at Parkscope Joe. You can find all of us at Parkscope.net and at Parkscope on Twitter if you want to deal with those 200 or so. <laughs> Mentions I will need to eventually deal with. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I've got stuff coming up. I I published my giant, uh, Park Scope. Uh, not not Park Scope. Uh, touring plans. Halloween Horror Nights. Like um, ultimate guide. It's like roughly five, four or five thousand words. All ready to go. It's up. Oh, right so you now. know what I want to do? Out. I want to. I want to try the Universal Touring Plan together. That'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, like pick a day, we'll do it, and I will actually message Lennon and say we're testing it, and see yeah. what, if he'll be like, yeah, sure, do it. And I didn't even realize it was a thing until you mentioned it last week, and I was like, oh, we should mm-hmm. do that together. Yeah, we should yeah. definitely try that out. I'm cool with that. And then also tomorrow. And by tomorrow, probably today when this is you're listening to it. The Saturday I'm 6th, writing, perhaps? I'm writing the Saturday 6th this week. Wow. It is dirty. It's very dirty. It is the Saturday... It's another Saturday 6th on Disney theme park specials. And this one is on specials you probably have never seen. It, it's kind of crazy. It's pretty wild. So, is it wet and wild? That wet and wild is involved. Wet and wild is involved. There we go. So I will say that. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, Mike, would you like to close us out? 
Love everybody. Hate everything. Kungaloo should get vaccinated. Woo! Yeah, there we go. <laughs>